0: Are are you implicitly approving of jet ski ownership? Like it's not that big of a deal.
1: Cruising USA. Uh, Yeah, like are you really saying it's okay to cruise the USA?
0: That's my intro, oh, I'm sorry. That was a terrible decision. That's okay. I I, I think that when listeners tune into video game Podtimism, they expect and they desire the, the sounds of the inside of your mouth, which is what you were delivering. So I, I think you were doing a great job, personally. See, as
1: a child, I played uh-huh. Star Wars uh, Republic Commando. Uh-huh. And upon beating the game, I unlocked uh-huh. the fully artist- documentary that came with the game once you beat it as an is this a real story it's a real story wow and i became obsessed with foley ever since (laughs) so this is this is my this is me throwing my hat in the ring of the foley world right now okay sure with my weird plotting gross footstep mouth noises that i was just (laughs) making just now so here we go fully fully artists uh hiring managers hit me up
0: (laughs) what other sounds do you think you could do as a foley artist Oh, I could do like a like a some some creepy tippy tappy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm right there. Whatever that creature is, I can hear its little it's leggies. Def- it's a creature
1: of some yeah. sort, right? Yeah. Or maybe like a little. Oh God, what can I Maybe like some wind <laughs> rustling or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like a, like something creepy <laughs> on your window, and it's windy outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You feel me? i feel it i man i was transported just now (laughs) thank
1: you i appreciate that i've really been putting no effort into it so to know that i'm already like good yeah is very
0: encouraging it's very very encouraging i'm sorry to all the fully workers in our audience (laughs) i apologize (laughs) if there really
1: are some of you out there the stuff you do is amazing by the way. apparently a big fan on the show it seems like i mean have you ever seen this video it really sparked, no. <laughs> sparked interest in me as a young child i was this like damn so... this is a viable career path just like <laughs> make noises make sound effects for things with with objects
0: very effective noise making mm-hmm. that's probably kind of what podcasting is isn't it effective noise making yeah i don't know that but it's this necessarily just conversation
1: noise making this is mm-hmm. like targeted noise making
0: That sounds like a podcast to me david Targeted noise making. Speaking of which, uh <laughs> it's video game podtimism. It is the Optimist's video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming and apparently Foley work too. Big part of games. My name is Chase and let's see, the best Foley work I can do is Falco Lombardi. Just him him as as himself. Some call that an impersonation, but I call it Foley work.
1: No, you you'd have to do like Falco walking. How would you make Falco walking? <clears throat>
0: He's got, like, wings, so it's... Mm,
1: that's pretty good. Thank that's you. That's pretty good. Although, I felt it.
0: Sorry, all the, the Star Fox fans. I know that they got their legs replaced and they're just metal things now, but I did want to do, like, a a, a a feather a feather foot. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Apparently, in the lore of Star Fox, they got their, like, legs taken out so that they wouldn't experience, like, the G-force of the plane quite as much. Whoa. I know. It's sort of a, a dark that's kind of, intense of Star, Star, Fox Star Fox
1: lore. <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: The the uh, the dark prequels to Star Fox go into that very deeply.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't know. And I'm David. Yes and uh, I'm not a foley artist. I'm a foley
0: enthusiast. Oh an
1: art an artisan. I'm an, an not an artisan, not an tour, but an appreciator.
0: An amateur foliist.
1: An amateur I okay, I'll take that.
0: An amateur foliist. <laughs> amateur. David, I got a question for you. What's up? Have you been partaking in video games?
1: I have been. I have been.
0: Might you tell me which ones, though?
1: It's pretty much the same ones as last week. (laughs) sure <laughs> to yeah. be quite honest yeah it's bloodborne and it's
0: rocket league okay cool tell me about both you you're probably deeper into bloodborne at this point right yes i
1: am cool so right now i am in the nightmare of mensis okay you've made progress you're moving and, through this game yeah i'm on like i just beat miko 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 lash host of the nightmare it was such
0: a weird boss fight this guy he was pretty well, easy. I don't know. He's he's easy once you get to him. It's just hard to like get him in the place you want him to be.
1: Yeah. Thankfully, I have a bunch of stamina. So I was just like, I could do this all day, baby. Let's go. Let's run. Wait, how did you beat him?
0: How did I beat him? Yeah. I hit him with my sword. <laughs> did you just chase him around and hit him? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh my <laughs> God, David. <laughs> You're playing <poem> is going
1: <laughs> so different than how I play this game. How am I supposed to beat him? You run around and he's, he goes into a room and then you corner him and beat the shit out of okay, him. Okay, wait.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay, I, yeah. So <clears throat> there's specific ways to like, th- this is like a solved boss fight, right? Like you... you- Get him in that first one. You run around and push him into the room and then you beat him up in there. Uh-huh. And then the next one, you do the same thing, just in another room. I thought what you were saying was that you did not get him in a room. You oh, just sprinted no. up behind this guy, hit him a couple times, <laughs> and then kept sprinting after
1: him. That would be pretty amazing, <laughs> to be quite honest. Jesus. but yeah. I believed it, though. The way you're going he... through these games is unconventional. <laughs> I've, I've looked up a couple like walkthrough guide type things mm-hmm. because I was had trouble in one area and I was like okay let's look it up and then I just kind of got deep into some of the guides and I guess yeah. what they're what they would call my playstyle is unga bunga <laughs> What does uh, that mean? Ungabunga. It means I hit things. Like, like caveman sort I, of I'm like, a big burly big man. Big club. <laughs> I'm a big burly man and I hit things in a big burly way and I just kind of go up to people and I don't give an F about whether sure. or not they hit me. I just I just smack them regardless.
0: <laughs> Are you still using the Kirkhammer? Mm-hmm.
1: Upgraded all the way except for the last level. Just need a blood. I think you-
0: Yeah, you need the the blood, the blood slab or or blood rock. rock, That's it. rock. Yeah, you're I think you're close to one of those. I think it's in Nightmare of Mensis like. After Nikolash, yeah, so like... I
1: beat. Sorry, yeah, so I beat Nikolash, and now I'm climbing farther up this giant tower. I still have no goddamn idea what is going on in this game. I have <laughs> yeah. no clue. There's weird yeah. things about like babies and umbilical cords. I have like two umbilical cords. I have mm. two. I have two one third umbilical cords. Yep. I I try to read the flavor text, and it just whooshes over my head. I have to read it like five <laughs> times just to understand what I'm reading. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't know if the gameplay is harder or ascertaining the story is harder, but they are both exceptionally <laughs> difficult. difficult in their Pretty own dense. unique ways. <laughs> and this might be the most difficult story I've ever had to understand in a game, and it's by design, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know if it's the most difficult game I've played. I still feel like Sekiro's
0: harder or at least was harder for me. Sekiro, there's no way to like grind, right? Like you can't just get more levels That's and do more damage. That's the big difference that I find, yeah. find
1: with Sekiro is that you can't hide behind anything. You can't make yourself more powerful. You just have, You only option is to get better. And that's it. Yeah. Whereas this, you have a little war wiggle room with yeah. this one, demon Souls and everything. But no, still having still having a good time. There's some places that just, you know, make me want to tear my hair out a little bit. But yeah, you yeah. push through and then you feel good about yourself when it's done and keep going.
0: Damn. So you've gotten really far. Last time you checked in, you were at H- Hemwick Charn- Charnel Lane or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff in between that and Mensis. Mm-hmm so you beat rom the vacuous spider <laughs>
1: Yeah. also was as are these games like the the inspiration for the boss fights subreddit uh certain like a lot Blood of them are, dark yeah. souls that kind of stuff yeah 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 someone's name comma some sort of crazy adjective describing <laughs> subtitle name. yeah yeah subtitle
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so i beat rom i loved the rom fight it was really hard the first time i played it but like just the 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 level design of it just being this like flat White plane mm-hmm. is so like scary in its own way. Yeah, it was kind of especially like, like all the all the boss fights up to then, like Vicar Amelia and shit like that, and all these other ones. Like the music is so loud, and you go into Rom, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing. There's nothing <laughs> going on in there. It's, it's just terrifying. It's just like you hear them, hear ROM
1: casting spells at you, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that fight was was fine until I just realized all I had to do was just like run past all the spiders and just be, run, beat the butt. Yep. That's, the, that's the key to the game, is
0: beat the butt. Yeah, if you can get behind something, that's usually kind of a, the move. Beat the butt. <laughs> yeah. That's all you do. <laughs> that's fucking Unga Bunga means. <laughs> I got it pulled <laughs> up, and you you explaining it as beat the butt is just all too typical.
1: But it's true though. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you win the game. Is you roll behind somebody and you you slam slam into their butt. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you do. But it's a fun game. It's a challenge yeah. getting behind them. It's a challenge figuring out where their weak spots are. Because sometimes it's not the butt. Yeah. Sometimes it's something else. Yeah.
0: I'm having a good time. So after I think it's after Rom, right? you get like that big boost of insight and then you can like see the big monsters that are just like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was definitely a holy shit moment for me. The first time I played through this.
1: Yeah. I was like, Oh fuck, what is going on here? It's like, like... the nightmare is now revealed.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very, very fun.
1: I definitely feel like I got to a point where I just had missed a lot of things because I just started getting my ass kicked to me so hard in the next spot. So I had to go back and like, look like, did I miss some areas? And I definitely did. So I had to Mm. go back and grind through and beat some bosses. And now I feel like I'm properly leveled again. Right. Some things I'm just like, I would never have found this if I hadn't looked this up.
0: Yeah, it's definitely pretty obtuse in, in some of the places, especially the the um the like optional areas, it's like not easy to get there at all.
1: Yeah, like I was just watching a quick walkthrough this guy was doing and he was saying things about NPCs and different like factions and guilds you could be in and people's yeah. names and like I had no idea what he was saying about
0: anything. <laughs> I was like, what? You can what's I can be a Vile Blood? What does that mean? <laughs> it's it's very weird in these games because there's like so many mechanics that you really just don't need to interact with if you don't want to and so you'll see people online like what like wait i don't what is this whole thing they're doing i don't know anything about this yeah exactly i guess it it really rewards
1: people who dig dig into yeah. it dig deep um, which is appreciate a, a,
0: an interesting part of the game because i think a lot of the narrative is about people sort of like seeking more knowledge and seeking more mm. you know like dark insights and True. so it's a. Uh, it's it's interesting in that way because the 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 farther you deep, probably the uh, the stronger you get, but also the more your uh, crippling Bloodborne addiction becomes a real a real problem. <laughs> Life imitating art, classic. Yeah. yeah, I
1: did spend a lot of time in bed last night on the Bloodborne wiki, looking
0: at things. So. Hell so, yeah, it's a good place in there. I like the Bloodborne wiki. You like
1: the Blood wiki? <laughs>
0: a lot of dense nugs in there for me to just kind of chew on.
1: Once again, a lot of things I'm just like, no, we glean that? No <laughs> <Yeah>. clue. <laughs> no <laughs> clue the only little bit of story i've gotten is the first bit in the very beginning where you mm-hmm. see the scary uh bloody werewolf and then the part Rit. when you touch the skull
0: yeah no not much else huh and that's
1: it that's, all, that's mm-hmm. all i've gotten so far
0: it's two cuts yep. see, two
1: cut seats <laughs> the rest is just like beat the boss. figure it out bro kill the werewolf kill the giant slug thing it's fine it's fine are these small slug things little children
0: that have been warped into these slug monsters Probably. Who knows? Only time will tell. Gotta get them blood echoes. So you have two pieces of the umbilical cord. I think you can still get the true ending at this point. Oh god. (laughs) Fucking shit. The true ending. (sighs) Yeah. It's you're not far from the end of it, honestly. You could probably beat it within the next couple hours. Don't tell me this. (laughs) Don't you know? Just quit the podcast. I'm over it. I'm I'm (laughs) done. I need to go beat it. Let's go. I would. I would say look up a guide to get the different endings at this point because you're pretty close. In right. the like, the way to get it sort of weird. It doesn't take much more than what you're already doing, but you like will have to use a couple items here and there.
1: I've heard. I'm guessing I'm gonna need one more
0: piece of umbilical cord because I, I have you,
1: two, two. I have two one thirds. Yeah,
0: umbilical cord math would merit that you need one more one more yeah <laughs> yeah i think you get one from beating uh the something's wet nurse there's like a boss at the top of mensis's like tower um, i'm guessing
1: Murgo because i'm in Murgo's base
0: yeah i th- think i think so I've, i forget the names of literally everybody in this game but yeah i think you get one from that boss fight we like, get to
1: statue of the cosmos <laughs>
0: So wild shit, shit, it's dude. so much <laughs> wild shit yeah i think you'll do that and then you'll fight there's like a two-part boss that you'll have to have to get to after you're after you're done with mensis's nightmare it's hard as fuck not quite as bad as the end of sekiro but still quite difficult but
1: like what the fuck's a mensis yeah what the fuck's yeah. an unseen village? Why is this village unseen? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What are these big creatures? Got into that wiki, baby. Why are people turn into wolf? Where where are the wolf? Where are the wolves from? It I, there is there are answers for these things, but I I do not remember any of them.
1: It's uh, it's one big fever dream of a video game, is what it is.
0: Abs, absolutely, I think it's on purpose. Like I mean, it's literally called like you know, there's places called the Hunter's Dream and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's intentionally a little bit just like confusing and wistful and like yeah yeah it's. Oh God, it's, it's, a like, fever, it's a fever dream. It's a fever dream. <laughs> it's a yeah. fever dream for sure. There's this, uh there's this like theory that, or this theory video that is online that all the FromSoft games are connected, or at least like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and Bloodborne. Mm. And the dude like definitely says this is. I'm kind of stretching the points, but there's this area in, uh in Dark Souls one and three called the Painted World of. Ariandel or something like that Ariandel Arend- and in it there's this like Painting lady who's painting this picture with Blood um, mm. and it looks awfully bloodborny. and so people are sort of like Poking at that idea also, in the deleted audio files for Father Gascione, at some point he <laughs> says Umbasa. So
1: does he? You really? Make a, he
0: does. Make up that with what oh, you will.
1: Do they say Umbasa <laughs> in uh, Dark Souls, or is it just a Demon Souls thing?
0: Demon Souls, yeah, just Demon Souls. Just a Demon so. Souls thing? Damn. It's bananas. Is
1: Yannam another art stone of Boletaria?
0: <laughs> <There's>,
1: yeah, <laughs> The last art stones of the giants of the north? <laughs>
0: Is video game Podimism actually the seventh archstone of demon souls? Where the old one will go and thang.
1: The archstone to the thang? (laughs) To the land of the thangers?
0: Renowned for their
1: dark thanging magic. (laughs) Channeled by the applications of Instagram and TikTok.
0: Their thangomancy was quite powerful.
1: It brought whole governments to their
0: knees. Hey, so you're playing, you're playing uh, Rocket League too, huh?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I'm total garbage. I'm kind of yeah. in that stage right now of a competitive yeah, yeah. game. It's still fun. I like playing mm-hmm. it. I like pl- I mm-hmm. like changing my car color and, mm-hmm. and making it look cool. Sure. And having my my girlfriend be there on the couch, be like, "Ooh, that's a cool color combination." And I feel very validated when she says that. Very. Get that validated. cosine. Yeah, yeah. Get co-signed by the girlfriend. So yeah, that's been, that's been fun still. Yeah. And also been playing with, you know, still Jahan and Travis. And then also yeah.
0: Eric. Ooh, Eric has entered the chat. Eric has entered the chat.
1: So <laughs> that's been, that's been fun to play with him. Hell yeah.
0: So that's good. It's a three on three game, isn't it? Or are you just like You can rotating play fours.
1: Oh, okay, okay. It's total chaos, but you can play fours. Sure.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
1: Um and that's that's everything I've been playing. Uh cool. what about you? How many indie games have you played this week? How many <sighs> deck builders? How many roguelikes?
0: Huh? This week I have not played any deck building video games. None? None. Yeah, none. Not even Mega Man Battle Network. No, I have not touched Mega Man Battle Network in a little bit of I've, I've put Whoa. him down for the moment being. Whoa. I will I will tell you what I've been playing though. I've been playing Some Mm -hmm. other games. I've been playing Dark Souls 3. Sure. Okay. Still going hard. um, Which I've now beaten. Oh, nice. Um, It's quite good. Uh, I I liked this one. It was not easier than I was expecting it to be. I think I've just been playing so many FromSoft games recently that like I'm used to roll roll to the back and punch. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's still quite good. Um, I think the the sort of like lore and story between Dark Souls one and three is really satisfying and really cool. Sure, there's there's connections that are pretty neat there. So like just the the sort of lore of it was really interesting to play through. And then you know it's it's just the last fucking FromSoft game that I'm that I'm playing right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, the it, it, this was wild. I went back because I played this kind of recently, um, and I got to probably like halfway through the game, and I had played seventeen hours into it yeah and this most recent playthrough i'd beaten the game in 14 so i was rolling a lot faster than 14 the last time hours yeah man and went nearly double the the uh, the places that i went before so um i think i i gotta stop playing this fucking from soft games man <laughs> i'm getting too efficient this
1: now's your, now's the time to replay sekiro right
0: oh god dude i can't i can't do this to myself <laughs> um just gotta wait for elden ring now oh my god please Guys, I need, I'm chomping at the bit here. I'm, I'm a I'm a lost, soulless monster wandering the, the wastes of Boletaria. Please Damn. give me some, some info on this video game.
1: Bro, you know George R.R. Martin is part of this.
0: I just hope that they're like still building the game without him. Like maybe he gave some input on the story and they're like, well, George hasn't gotten back to us. So we should probably just keep building Elden Ring. But I don't know, man. I'll believe it when I see it. I can't 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 trust you. Trust you.
1: (laughs) I can't. No. I respect the hell out of him, and I understand.
0: No, he's. I've been let down before, so yeah. Hopefully hopefully they get that out i'm dying for some more FromSoft content uh mm-hmm. the other game that i'm playing is an indie game but uh, not a roguelike deck builder Ooh, branching out <laughs> branching out into other genres i'm playing cyber shadow uh the nice. new yacht the new yacht games or yacht club games mm-hmm. uh, a video game it is pretty good i a the music is phenomenal that's like what i'm there for yeah uh, shovel knight had great God, music incredible i don't like there's something about the like chip 8-bit 16-bit like music that if if done well is just unbelievable totally so yeah that's been that's been pretty good it plays a lot like uh, ninja gaiden from the like Ness era, mm. which I, I didn't have a ton of exposure to when I was younger. And since then, I've tried to go back and play it. And it was sort of just like difficult. Like I didn't love the way the jump was handled mm. <laughs> in that game. Crucial part of the game, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like integral. And so it's, I don't know, hard to play through it when you don't love a way a lot of the game feels. But this one is a little bit better in that way but still it's got sort of that dna of of uh ninja gaiden in there pretty good so far i'm interested to see if the story goes anywhere like really wild it's sort of still kind of leading me along down a path Mm -hmm. but i'm I'm not really sure if it's going to have something wild to say or if it's just going to be kind of a paint by number story but either way it's it's still a pretty enjoyable game okay it is i so one thing they did was um, you don't really have like lives in this one. You just mm-hmm. essentially get to a checkpoint and then if you die, you go back to it. Sure. Which is really nice because that was something that was really frustrating to me in a lot of the Shovel Knight levels was like you had lives and if you get to a checkpoint and then you die enough times, you'll just go back to the actual beginning of the level.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is just so punishing sometimes when like it's tough. you've gotten to the boss and that's really the only part you can't get over and then you have to play like the whole level again. It's tough. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So so it's a little bit better to be like, okay, I can just like bang my head against the wall with one of these bosses until I really figure it out versus like Guess I gotta play through the level again. Like that's don't have to do that. So yeah, I'll I'll probably keep playing it. It has gotten pretty challenging at the point where I'm at, but uh-huh. hopefully I'm able to to up my game enough to get past it you can do it then i'm also playing the medium what's that the medium is this game that came out um it's like one of the first exclusives that have come out in this new generation it's for xbox it's pretty good it reminds me a lot of like not necessarily an indigo prophecy but that kind of game maybe closer to like heavy rain or something like that Mm, okay where the game isn't super action oriented like that's not the purpose of the game and you know there's a lot of like interactions that you have to do and it's a little bit more puzzle solv'y than than an action game is but mm-hmm. a lot of it reminds me at least in the tone and just the way the game controls is uh silent hill for for a lot of parts of it it's like a, it's a, it's supposed to be a scary game and so yeah. it's taking a lot from from that sort of genre okay it's pretty enjoyable like it's uh it's not like you know a 10 out of 10 amazing video game but i still find some some cool stuff that's going on in there gotcha the conceit is that you're this lady who's like her dad just like died essentially mm-hmm. um and she gets this call from like this panicked dude who's at this like old abandoned resort um and he's like hey i need your help then she's like all right well i guess i gotta go see what's up with that mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a weird intro i'm like yeah is that, what, <laughs> is that what somebody would do but you know, if you can kind of get over that, it's still pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. uh, her her deal is that somehow she has this like connection to the afterlife, literally a medium, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a lot of parts to the game where the game will uh, have you uh, literally split down the middle of the screen you've got both uh the real world and like this uh ethereal world that you're controlling the same person in like she's moving the same way in both of them yeah but like you know one affects the other in a certain way and i I find it like a pretty interesting and like striking design decision to do that in like a good way right like just literally the screenshots of of the game are interesting i haven't seen a game do that before Mm -hmm. usually with the sort of like you know you've got one world that you're in over here and another one over there they make you kind of flip flop back and forth which does end up happening in this game but it's it's interesting to have this sort of like, you can see both the real world and this like, you know, afterlife or something that you're wandering around in. That's cool. Yeah, it is neat. I think the visual design is really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I haven't, i'm you know probably like four or five hours into that game which is uh enjoyable so far you know there's what what i guess what i would consider like maybe missteps or some frustrating parts to play through but it's still like pretty enjoyable Mm. i enjoy that the scary part of the game isn't when you find a ghost all the time like the the main character uh marianne i think is her name Mm -hmm. like she's encountered ghosts and like people who are dead before and so when she sees one it's not necessarily like oh my god it's a ghost it's scary it's like the them being there isn't the terrifying part. So I kind of like that. It's gotcha. a little bit of a twist on the formula. Huh. The camera control is really silent, hilly and really resident evil. So far as like <laughs> sort of it's, I, I, I get why it's frustrating to play through that kind of game, right? Like you run through one hallway and then you come out and the camera's in a different place. And so where you were pressing up before is now like sideways and you kind of have to like readjust really quick. Mm-hmm. And I think they do some stuff to make that not quite as frustrating. Right. But uh, it's, you know, that can be a challenge, but I, I, after having played this, and then you know, played the Resident Evil two and three remake, I think the the camera that's in a specific place really lends itself really well to horror games. Uh, oh, totally, totally does. Y- yeah, and like you're you're not really sure like what's coming around the corner. You can't really see it. There's a lot of these very Silent Hill moments where the camera is kind of following you and twisting and like mm-hmm. coming at you at weird angles, and that's yeah, it just it just lends to the uh the the scary vibe to it all the loss of agency yeah i know exactly that you you don't have control over it and it's, mm-hmm. it's just another thing that you're kind of feeling like you know this this game is leading you down a path rather than you like conquering it or something totally so yeah i, I think that's pretty neat i'll i'll be interested to see kind of where it goes and how it how it concludes mm-hmm. and then the last thing i'm playing david i am making good on my promise okay my new year's resolution uh-huh i'm playing death stranding
1: whoa yeah.
0: okay you know, we're in it we're in it now
1: you're in it you're in kojima's playhouse now
0: <laughs> welcome to kojima's wild ride <laughs> it's a pretty wild game dude like yeah? it's i picked back up essentially where i left off um and i was just not even in this video game at all mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i had gone through like the tutorial and that's pretty much it damn the i, I think like i don't remember when i was playing this but just like the the tutorial level where you have the little baby, you it's like your first encounter with the BTs in this game. Should the spooky I think monsters it's beached things? The spooky monsters, yeah. And like I fucked up the tutorial in a way where I just didn't really know where to go. And I got like taken Uh by these BTs, and the BB was freaking out and it was coming out of the controller's microphone, this like baby crying. Oh no. And I I was just like, I don't, I don't Traumatizing. I I was like, I don't think I can do this game right now. This was in like 2018 or something like that, whenever it came out. Mm hmm and uh yeah so I, I i picked it back up after having gotten through that part and that's definitely where the the game begins and you're going on a lot more like delivery missions and shit like that and it, it opens up a little bit in a way that i wasn't expecting it to and it's uh it's really interesting like it's it's such a it's such a weird and bizarre experiment in video game design Th- there's a lot of stuff that is you know kind of traditional especially the more you get into it they're you know they start adding like combat and vehicles and you know uh weaponry and shit like that but mm-hmm. in the beginning it's literally just walking from one place to another Hmm. and uh yeah it's just it's really interesting like they've somehow made it very satisfying to like walk to walk yeah to to get from one place to another a lot of it reminds me of breath of the wild especially with like the stamina meter Mm. and shit like that and this like vast open wasteland that you're like wandering around that Mm -hmm. isn't depressing like fallout is it's just sort of like open and empty in a way that's still quite cool and beautiful Mm. it's just very very strange yeah and you know it's it's got all the Kojima shit which I'm realizing works pretty well for me like Kojima shit I think so yeah like you know there's like literal actual monster energy energy drinks on the table and if you drink it your stamina goes up and I've heard people say that in a way where they're like it just takes me out of it so much and for whatever reason it doesn't for me mm. I'm like conscious that I'm playing a video game obviously but like it, it's just like Kojima's looking at me and winking at me and I'm totally okay with that I'm like yeah. hell yeah I like this. Mm -hmm. Um, There's ads for like Norman Reedus's like actual television shows that are out now. Really? Yeah. And like just weird shit like that, that it's to me, it's it rides this very weird middle ground of like it's not totally, you know, taking me out of the experience, but I'm not totally immersed either. I'm sort of this odd middle ground where I'm acknowledging that Kojima's like just putting weird shit in front of me sure and it, it, it t does this in every one of the games man like this always happens in, you know all the metal gears and stuff like that where there's just weird references and like was that part of the game i don't like i don't really know mm-hmm. so that's that stuff for whatever reason just just works well for it's me a style it is really like in and i totally get that if some if somebody bounces off the game i i get why right like that sort of stuff is very odd and i don't know it's like cilantro or something i think i've heard the into the aether boys S- talk cilantro. about before where like Some people are going to hate this or love it. Like, it's just, you're not really sure, Mm -hmm. but yeah, thus far it's, it's really been enjoyable. I didn't realize that there was so much like dark souls DNA in Mm. this game of like, once you reconnect a certain outpost, it like essentially puts that area online and mm-hmm. so you interact with a bunch of other people's structures. And so um, you know, some when you were walking in, it may have been very difficult to get there, but then when you come out, it's like, oh shit, like somebody built a bridge here and that's really helpful. Or there's like, you know, ladders and ropes to help you get cross this ravine that wasn't there before. Yeah. And I find that like theme pretty, pretty effective, especially in 2021. Like, or all these people, like, literally the game, you don't interact with anybody face-to-face. Everybody's, like, very scared mm-hmm. of this invisible fucking monstrous force that's, you know, killing everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know you you you're making these connections between other actual real people by them just like helping you play the game and it, it's yeah it's just a very surreal and odd experience hmm. i i'm excited to get kind of deeper into the the story of it just because it's very Hideo. early and i have no fucking clue what's happening right now sure so yeah i i'm i'm liking it so far i'm liking it more than i thought it was like that's definitely oh. the game that when i sit down i'm like oh, i would love to go play some Death Stranding, and just like get up in there see what's going on nice okay so yeah, all this, David, will bring me to wait. Yes,
1: I lied. I haven't just been playing Bloodborne and Rocket League. You're hiding. You're hiding a video
0: game. I was hiding
1: a video game.
0: What? Are y'all, what else have you been playing? Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh wait. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Luigi's Mansion Three? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Some video game telekinetic powers. Is it now? How did you know? <laughs> Very odd, right? Is because I... the ghosts? Because we were talking about ghosts. Yeah, I I, uh, I mind jumped into your head and, and read your mind. Have you talked to Mallory? No, I have. not But really, how did you know? Uh, my good friend Mr. Miyamoto uh... told on you. <laughs> I was playing really? di- I was playing Dicey Dungeons <laughs> in bed, and he's like, "Hey, your your buddy DB's playing uh, Luigi's Mansion 3.
1: Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been playing it with Mallory. It's a g- it's a
0: great two player game.
1: I'm the goo, and she is the loo. Mm. <laughs> so you're the
0: you're the loo to my goo you're the
1: loo to my goo
0: that's fun that's, wait it's, hold it's, on it's, that's my that's my favorite dynasty warriors character is Lu-gu. Lu goo
1: Lu goo
0: it's oh, just no, Lu boo but it's
1: he's just Guiji goo he can't get speared he's pretty much unstoppable at
0: that point A historical chinese hero Lu. goo that's fucking funny yeah so you're enjoying this game so far
1: yeah it's fun it's just it's really well animated it's really a a breath of fresh air after bloodborne whenever i get to plug it in and play
0: yeah fair it's not a particularly demanding game like you can kind of just wander through and explore yeah,
1: Bloodborne's just like, zombies and <laughs> werewolves and this fucking disgusting thing of just corpses and yeah. heads and arms. This a, and a-
0: This is a boss made out of faces and skulls and gore. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. The, the or, one reborn is who I'm referencing.
1: Yeah, that guy was fucking nasty. <laughs> Spooky. Talk about trying to get smack him in the butt. That yeah. was just not like,
0: a not a particularly hard boss, but very scary, you know,
1: very disturbing when you come up to him. Like yeah. they just make a big old moon, and then he just kind of slithers flops, out slips, of it. Yeah, the sl- slither plops down. <laughs> just God, disgusting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Luigi's Mansion, very cute, yes. very fun. Yeah, uh, solid gameplay solid gameplay Mm -hmm. decent puzzles some of them are a little annoying in my opinion yeah no definitely but other than that good find it very funny when Mallory gets so upset when one of those elevator buttons gets eaten by like a mouse or uh, a cat or something like that and then we have to spend like another 15 minutes chasing it down (laughs) and then it just keeps on getting farther and farther away she's like what are you serious (laughs) she wants the w it's great. She, she just wants, wants to beat it. it. Yeah, she wants yeah. it. And she's like, "This is bullshit." That's fun. It's a great two-player game.
0: Sick. Nice. Yeah, I I had a similar experience when we played through it. We didn't play a ton of two-player. I just sort of like watched M most of the time. And It's quite good. There's a couple of levels in there that I like really really enjoy and thought are like thought were really novel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm interested to see when you when you get to those those later levels, what you think of them. All right, I'll let you know. Hell yeah. All this, again, will bring me to my pod domestic thing of the week, David. Yeah. It is. It's literally just the Final Fantasy VII battle theme song. Why that in particular? Uh, dude, this song just gets me fucking going. It gets me moving. Whether or not it is the old one, the the remake one, the smooth, mcgroove, vocal acapella version of it, I don't care. Any of them. Any of them I will take. It is so good every time. It gets you going. It gets me moving. I listened to this song probably like 20 to 30 minutes today at work. Like I had something that I needed to get done. I was like, I know what song's gonna get me there. You knew. The, the slow build that it does, the that. Oh my God. Incredible. Every time I'm just like, Oh, this is, I got it. I got the we power now. That's a pretty classic song. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's so phenomenal. I, I was thinking about this today, how well the remake played with that song too. Mm. You like, I think you're, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's just the first mission where you're running out of the like make reactor and you're like escaping the people who are pursuing you. Mm -hmm. Um, And like every time you fight, it's like playing with the theme of that song. like it's just sort of playing around the actual song and i'm like come on man like i know you guys know this Mm -hmm. i know you know the whole song and then like right towards the end of it when it's like okay cloud's really in some shit and then he pulls out the fucking buster sword and it's like just crescendos with the music actually coming in and then playing the actual song i was blown away just had like a big shit eating grin on my face the whole time like god dude, this is so cool nice yeah oh my god dude it's so fucking good
1: but when they play with expectations like that it's good mm-hmm. it's really good because they know
0: you want it they know you like you've heard this song a hundred times god dude it's it's incredible so mm-hmm. uh i i i i love that song that's my that's my pod domestic thing of the week very nice very nice yeah uh also sidebar update on last week's um, the very tall woman from Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Capcom confirmed today that she's just about 10 feet tall. 10 feet? Yeah. So even taller than we, we had thought before. 10 feet? I mean, she Quite is ter- tall. Lady.
1: She's terrifying.
0: That's a very tall creature at this point. She's a vampire. So is she a vampire? Uh, I think is so. Is it
1: confirmed that they're vampires? I don't know. They haven't had vampires know. before. So I don't know.
0: Maybe the monster is just that she's incredibly unearthly tall she's a giant i mean that's scary it could just be a giant um so yeah i just wanted to update last week's uh pod thing david thank you for that yeah yes. no problem do you have anything that's fueling your sense of optimism this week
1: uh yeah we talked about it a little bit but it's overly dramatic boss names <laughs>
0: oh hell yeah dude this is good <laughs> shit <laughs> I love this stuff. In, in FromSoft games or not, it's incredible.
1: <laughs> just always, when it is ROM, the vacuous. Spider. Vacuous, yeah. Just like, I need to like Google vacuous for a second just to see what actually that means. Like, what are they, <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. throwing out these million dollar words in the description of this boss. Like, I gotta, I gotta check this out. <laughs> it's just, it's just, at one point, it's like really funny. But at a second point, it's like really cool too. It's yeah, like, it, it's like, go, it's like going so epic that it's funny and funny. And cool at the same time, which is which is interesting.
0: You're definitely laughing at it, but then you're like, "Damn, that's kind of fucking cool that he's yeah. a vacuous spider." <laughs> you're
1: laughing at it. But you're like, "Damn," it's, you're laughing at it because it's so fucking tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely over the top in a way that you're like, "Ah, oh, that's 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 great. That's cool." All of them, the games are so weird and so odd. It, I'm always confused about like I don't even, I don't really even know who this is.
1: Yeah, Mikolash, host of the nightmare, Ebrietus. Daughter of the Cosmos. Cool name. I like that one. Yeah, a lot. That's a good one. Celestial Emissary. <laughs> yeah, was it one that's like the flames of old Yarnum or something like that? Dark Beast Parl. <laughs> <laughs> there's the
0: Shadows of Yarnum, if that's what the, sh-
1: the Shadows of Yarnum,
0: yeah. There's like three dudes, yeah. There's uh uh there's a lot of games that I feel like are are going after like parts of Demon Souls and Dark Souls. And I do enjoy that a lot of it is just like naming your, your boss something absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's part of the environmental storytelling
0: as they say a little bit yeah you're you're curious as to why this is their fucking name why is he the
1: host of a nightmare who hosts a nightmare
0: (laughs) in morbid that uh, switch game i talked about a a a little while ago the one Uh that was kind of like a FromSoft game that had a lot of these one of them was uh lorne the blind the lord of loneliness damn the lord of loneliness king cornelius the heir of regret <laughs> Sick, <laughs> Lady Tristana, Mother Grief, Mother Grief, damn, bile toad, Putris, the spawn of disgust. Oh my gosh, Vulgus Calia, the mass of terror. Oh my, <laughs> Maestro Bibe, the anxious prodigy, Bibe, the inquisitor, odious, the scholar of hate. That's fucking a cool, scholar. <laughs> That's a good hate. one. Oh my god. Um cool all right yeah uh do you want to move on to our main thing yeah let's do it so we're doing good games again good games it's the segment where we talk about all the games of yesteryear gosh all the things that we love about them and perhaps reimagine what they might look like today last week we did like literally an actual good game like one of the best Metroid. super super metroid go listen if you haven't already sure did um but this week we have uh an- another interesting one we already did a game like this but we wanted to touch on this one as well we've done uh the house of the dead before but we want to touch on another light gun game called time crisis oh baby time crisis is that how they say how do they say it in the beginning but they actually say don't it? know i don't know i don't i don't time. think they do crisis <laughs> I don't know, this was a guess. Your standard Arcademan voice. yeah. (laughs) David Arcademan here with another
1: arcade voice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, give me your best uh, Arcademan time crisis. Time crisis! Oh, yeah, wow. I was transported to country club lanes. Did you feel it? Yeah, I'm in the arcade. It's dark and stinky. Can I hear yours? time crisis pretty good thanks okay so let's see uh time crisis is a bit of an older game so this is actually hold on before we get too far i did most of the research about this one on time crisis one i imagine we'll probably talk in broad strokes about one and two being that they're very similar games yeah but uh yeah so initially this was a an arcade game uh that came out in march of 1996 Mm-hmm. And it was developed by Namco Limited, who have done like most of the arcade games that you know: Pac-Man, Galaga, Dig Dug, Pole Position, Splatterhouse, Tekken, and like a bunch of other shit. Right? They're they're prolific. prolific. Yeah. Jinx. Nice. Hell yeah. Jink. <laughs> you owe me a, a video game optimism episode. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's see. So yeah, they, they did a bunch of shit. And then, uh, so, uh, I found this kind of interesting that Moby games, uh, the, the place where I pull most of my information, it lists this other, uh, group of folks who worked on something called the Namco system 22 board. There's like credits for that. And so I, I dug into this and it looks like this is just another piece of like uh, a hardware, a system board, um, that powered a bunch of their like physical arcade releases And a bunch of them were weird physical games like Time Crisis was. And so uh, some of those were Alpine Surfer, where you're like, this is the arcade game where you're on a physical snowboard and you have to like move it with your legs to play the game that's a good one aqua jet which is essentially the same thing but with a jet ski Mm -hmm. cyber cycles is another this is one of those like uh motorcycle games where you're on it and you're literally you know hitting the throttle and moving the bot and moving the the uh, the physical motorcycle back and forth at the arcade and then this other one called prop cycle which is this like in the game you're like on this like flying machine essentially and there's like a bike pedal and like controller in front of you and you have to pedal to like make your flying machine go up and down in the in the level and uh like run through these like markers essentially to, to play the game that's awesome very bizarre and interesting game um and then obviously uh time crisis which has this like light gun and then a pedal as well, which controls whether or not you're in or out of cover. Hmm. So yeah, uh, let's see. I have a review from Computer and Video Games is the name of this company. It's it's actually in English originally, but Whoa. that did not stop me from mangling it by running it through Google Translate a bunch I'm of excited. times. I'm um, excited. So sad. Joe Video was not in the list of uh, companies that reviewed this game. So come on, Joe. We'll we'll see you soon, Joe Video. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I have run this through google translate and mangle the shit out of this review of time crisis which at this point now after being destroyed reads uh the game is better than virtual cops better than the second cops but the game is different for swimming and flying thousands of people need more time but cops are idea and new police Ninety out of a hundred. They liked it. That that ended quicker than I thought it was going to. It's a short review. They were concise. It was. It's not the usual meandering Joe video treatise on whether or not <laughs> um, House of the Dead was actually a good video game or not. How it made you feel. <laughs> Um yeah, so uh these these folks sort of liked it. Really compared a lot to Virtual Cop. Yeah, I think there is a lot of DNA of of I think it's actual actually Virtual Cop. Yeah. Um uh, not Virtual Cop, but I did enjoy that uh, that translation. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh do you want to tell me what the gameplay of of these time crises are? Uh yeah, so the most
1: important thing is that you er, play these games with a light gun instead of of a controller. Yep. A light gun is a gun-shaped peripheral that you pull point at the screen and can shoot. And uh, essentially, it's like it's like Duck Hunt if yeah. you've played that. There's just a sensor in it that lets you just point and shoot at the screen. So all it is is mm-hmm. shooting. Pretty much all of them are going to be on rails because of that, because all you do is... Use the gun. Yep. Um. So it just takes you through different levels. Just shoot all the guys on screen, and you can press a button, and you can take cover. Which yep. was one of the big innovations of Time Crisis. And then I was also saw that Time Crisis. I think it was called Time Crisis because there was a timer, mm-hmm. and you had to get through the level in a certain amount of time; otherwise, you lose.
0: Yeah. Usually, the the difficulty in a lot of these games comes from you trying to not get hit. Like in in House of the Dead, it's like you don't want the zombies to get to you. So you know, if you're fast enough with shooting them, they won't get to you, or you you know, you can shoot away the knives that they're throwing at you or something. But mm-hmm. by introducing this, the like cover thing, like you were saying, you can conceivably just hide back there for a while, right? Like you don't have to come out. And so I think they had to do something to prevent people from just sitting behind cover. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. They, they added this like timer to it, which uh, uh, you you get more time. At like while you're playing it, like if you clear like one little section, they'll add 20 or 30 seconds onto your timer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I sorry if I'm jumping ahead here, but I think that concept is actually pretty novel and pretty interesting to like reinforce the idea that this is like kind of a frantic uh, mission that you're going on. Yeah, like you really don't have time to just like sit around and like plan and sneak or whatever. It's like shit's going to go bad soon. I got to get in there because
1: yeah, you're like international cops or something like that right right and you're trying to like save the princess or something something crazy like that so in the first one it's the president's daughter <laughs> there you go essentially yeah. America's princess <laughs> um, so yeah it is talking about the narrative
0: dissonance <laughs> yeah that reduces yep. it wouldn't it it does yeah I mean like mechanically the game is pretty close to what it is narratively mm-hmm. like you are literally trying to fight against time to save someone you gotta you gotta blow people away to get there I'm about to punch the fourth dimension bro <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let me see is there, are there any other mechanics or like stuff like that that we need to go over
1: um i mean you can like get different power-ups and different guns mm-hmm. like machine guns or rocket launchers or stuff like that you can play with two players yep so that was that was always helpful when you could do that yeah. but that, that's mostly it you can like shoot things that get thrown at you like you, you don't just yeah. shoot people you can shoot like things coming at you like shoot open windows and stuff to get through them but it's pretty much yeah. just shoot yep no definitely uh, the main just verb shoot. is
0: shoot shoot for sure yeah solve everything with your gun <laughs> you the i mean there is the secondary verb of cover right like of you know get out of the way mm-hmm. but you know definitely the the main draw of the the game is shoot so, yeah, uh, I think that's most of it. So, why don't we go into what, what's what's cool about this game? Um, do you want to start?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll start. Cool. I love the feel of that peripheral. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing for me, was yeah. the, the the feeling of going up and head, just like that big, meaty, like, pedal that you yeah. had. Yeah, like it's, ma- it's literally made out of metal. It. Yeah, made yeah. out of metal. You can really, like, slam on it. Mm-hmm. Um This gun had just had a nice weight to it. It was large. It looked cool. Yeah. I guess, I guess arcades machines are much more about like the tactile experience that I'm finding. Yeah. That's definitely what kind of drew me to it at first. And is a big part of the experience because that's how you interact with it. Um, As far as the gameplay is concerned, I mean, it was just, it was fun. It was challenging enough to like keep Mm -hmm. you interested. It wasn't just a walk in the park. Yeah. And it did give you like enough. it It did challenge your skill enough to, to warn, like, keeping keeping on going because some enemies would be farther away and you have to, like, really kind of aim to get them. Mm-hmm. And the different levels were good enough and it always felt like yeah. it had good pace. Like, it, it yeah. was it was never yeah. plotting. Like, House of the Dead definitely plotted at some points. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Whereas sure. this is always just like, do this, do that. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. they're throwing grenades. Now they're coming down from the sky. They're parachuting in. Now they're on jet <laughs> skis.
0: Now you're on a jet ski. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's kind of frantic, which I feel like fits a arcade <laughs> very well
0: yeah i mean there's literally a dude when you're shooting telling you what to do once you like get down and you can fight he screams action yeah or uh (laughs) if you're out of bullets he'll just scream reload yeah yeah Yeah.
1: the little cues because sometimes in the arcade you get a little lost about what's going
0: on gotta gotta have a big big dude yelling at you
1: reload
0: (laughs) yeah i think you're the stuff about the peripheral is definitely like cool, right? Like the, you know, I think is what we're like 12, 11 at this point. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty neat to have these like physical representations. I mean, any of these games that were in the arcade where there was a physical part of it, I, th- I thought was always really, really interesting. There's like, you know, this game, we've talked about House of the Dead before, Uh the the like Star Wars game where you uh, both pilot and control a lightsaber with like the the stick mm-hmm. uh, uh tr- what is it not hydro thunder arctic thunder where you've got the the fan blowing the on you to make face. you feel like it's cold so ridiculous but so good it is and like i i think that that stuff is pretty neat i i'm pretty sure it was time crisis too that had um the uh the sort of improved tactile feel where like the top of the the gun would sort of like click whenever yeah. you shot I don't think the first one did. I think it was just sort of that standard plastic, nearly pokey light gun that they had in arcades that was always slimy and... Covered in the hands of literally everyone who had been there. Uh, Is it everybody excited to go back to an arcade after coronavirus? Uh, Dude, I was I was just thinking about this. Like, good lord, (laughs) you know, bowling alley—an already very like touchy-feely, germy place to be. Yeah, dude, I'm going straight for the ball pit. I don't know about you. (laughs) Gotta gotta dive back in there, see what's good. (laughs) Mouth open. What treasures underneath here now? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I thought that like that, that part of it was interesting. We, 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 brought this up a little bit with house of the dead too, but like, I think it's, it's sort of a bummer that the, one of the best realized games is one where you're just literally shooting dudes. And like the closer you get to that with a real gun, the more people were like, this is cool. This is a cool video game. And so like it, to, to me, there's a certain amount of normalization of like gun usage there Mm -hmm. that i don't necessarily as an adult agree with i'm you know i was fucking 12 so like i didn't care yeah and uh yeah i I think that like there's sort of an in an implicit normalization of of violence through that that i think can be a little bit of a bummer totally in in ways that aren't like you know the the last of us right like the last of us is trying to say something about violence through its violence but time crisis is just like shoot the dudes to solve (laughs) the problem to save yeah it's like isn't this funny and fun yeah, it's very trivial and, like, you know, makes it lighter than it, you know, really would be, right? But it's it's drawing a lot on the sort of, like, late 80s and early 90s movies tropes where, like, yeah. that's definitely the thing, right? Yeah. Like, John McClane goes in and shoots all the dudes and he saves the day and shit like that. He so, sure does. He's just trying to spark life back into his
1: marriage and it just ends up killing <laughs> all these Germans.
0: Gotta, gotta kill some German dudes about it to to make your wife love you. That sounds right, right? <clears throat> oh, Lord um yeah so uh, i think that like that that does present some interesting sort of moral conundrums that other arcade games maybe don't you know like aqua jet wouldn't nobody's nobody's really are, are you implicitly uh approving of jet ski ownership like it's not that big of a deal
1: cruising usa uh, yeah like are, I are you really f- saying it's okay to cruise the usa yeah <laughs>
0: I guess maybe driving fast, but like I, you know, there's there's so clearly. Like ways not to do that, and I d- don't get me wrong here. Like, I'm I'm not a person who's saying like violent video games lead to violent people. I think there's enough research that's been done on that to bore that out. That that's not true. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do feel like the the fi- the the closer you get to like the physical representation of that, the closer it sort of like blends reality. Mm-hmm. And so it it I imagine it could be harder to, to sort of make that distinction, but. You, like, even said, after I played Time Crisis, I wasn't like, I, th- I think I should buy a gun now. Never did I ever think about that after no. playing Time Crisis. It's more like, <laughs> I'm satiated. I don't need a gun. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's, I don't need the real thing. I got Time Crisis.
0: I got, yeah, a fun video game. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's... I don't know. It, it was just worth mentioning that that's sort of a, a conversation that I think comes up when looking at these kind of games.
1: No, it's totally true. I think it's a product of its time. Yeah. I don't know if those if those type of arcade games are as
0: popular anymore. Yeah, I haven't been to an arcade in a long time. Truth it's be told. True. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what goes on an arcade nowadays, or if they're even popular I'm, anymore. I'm sure you would still find some light gun games in there, but I don't like time crisis isn't the originator of this and they certainly wouldn't be the last game to do this, but mm-hmm. it does sort of bring up this topic of like, you know, how, how normalized is, is gun violence in an arcade? I mean in video games at large obviously right like it's it's everywhere but you know I think the the physical connection is, an, is sort of a, another wrinkle on that whole dynamic Sure sure that's true Um all that said felt fucking good to shoot the gun dude <laughs> Sure did had a good tactile feedback <laughs> Yeah mm-hmm. um so let's see what else but I I I think it's just worth bringing up one more time that like the the physic the like experiment of um trying to tie the verb of the game to the player more directly, I think is really interesting. And like, you know, whether or not that's, you know, a gun or, or a snowboard or uh, what, the, what was it? A cycle cycle, po- a prop cycle. Cy- prop yeah. Cycle? yeah. Um, like whether, whether or not it's any of those, it is, it is a really interesting experiment in that way. Cause like usually the, the verb of the, the character in the game is really detached from what you're doing as a player right like swinging a sword in in shadow of the colossus when you press square is not at all what um it feels like in in, to swing real life a sword. Or in the game yeah right um or or even when they try to right like with uh skyward sword or something like that when you're using the the wii motion plus or whatever it's there but it feels really disconnected like it's it's yeah. kind of crossing into uncanny valley where it's like this doesn't feel real at all like yeah. There's yep. no resistance. There's not a lot of like feedback here where with these like physical arcade games, you can get that. You can sort of like build in a certain amount of like force feedback in the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about the um, police 911. Do you remember this game?
1: Is it the one where you had to stand in the cage and had to like duck down and <laughs> squat and stuff yeah. and you actually got to work out? It tracked your
0: motions. Yeah. Um, and so you could, it's like time crisis, but instead of a binary on or off in cover, you sort of like yeah. literally had to move it around. Like
1: duck and cover. They had that one, and they had the boxing one too.
0: Yeah. Oddly enough, I, they're made by, I'm pretty sure the same company or at least using the same technology. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Super like interesting sort of experiments in that. I got tired playing that game as a fat kid. It was, it was exhausting. The, yeah. the, the boxing gloves were heavy Yeah, and like you really had to move if you wanted to play well. And they would get like warm and they would <laughs> yeah, be warm yeah, yeah. when you would
1: take them from someone else after they had played. Yeah. So it's like, it's some dirty stuff going on, <laughs> going on in there. <laughs> But no, those games were super fun. Arcade games in general, I just feel like there's so much potential, but people don't mm-hmm. ever want to go and do it in America, at least.
0: There's 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 so much more room for experimentation. It feels like mm-hmm. I so I had, had this uh, uh this professor at at college, Brenda Laurel, who uh she's like this she's a video game research designer or yeah video game designer and a researcher clear back to like the 70s and 80s right like she was doing really early work on like vr Hmm. and stuff like that she's also a fucking good teacher shout out shout out brenda laurel um a much more accomplished person than myself Hmm. she uh uh i had taken this class where we were doing like a, a design research stuff right like we were just working on different pieces of technology and at some point she'd gone over this chart essentially of big leaps in technology and like different inventions and different things that sort of changed the game and there was this lesson that she had brought forth of that like software and hardware innovations end up like pinging off of each other in an interesting way Like when some piece of hardware innovates really hard, then uh, the software oftentimes will like compensate for that. Or like you'll get a bunch of different weird experiments Mm. in the inverse, right? Like if you have a very weird and interesting piece of software that's pushing uh, a hardware, then um, people, you know, will oftentimes compensate with hardware. Right. So like Mm. it it made me think of this, uh, uh, this, what is it called? The, the Namco system 22 board that powered all these very weird games Mm -hmm. where it seemed like Namco was like, okay, whoa, we have this piece of hardware that can track like tactile movement in a way that we are not used to, right? Like there's there's a bunch of interesting stuff and experiments we can do here. Um, and so a bunch of their software that followed sort of tried this right where like we were saying the the time crisis games the the snowboarding games the uh the ski games all this shit where not all you won't probably won't find the a lot of these in an arcade now but some of them did take off right like mm-hmm. the uh you'll see a lot of light gun games that are still in arcades and a lot of them are still doing a lot of the time crisis-y stuff where there's like multiple points of interaction that you're you're in, in interacting with mm. and and so it's sort of this it, it made me have a, a a better appreciation for the very weird and bizarre experiments that happen in arcade games i love it uh, me too i love experimenting yeah it's it's odd that like i, I don't know to, to me it seems like such an investment to make a whole physical rig and ship that out to a place that already isn't making that much money sure but there's so much there's so many cool things going on here mm-hmm. it, like i said i just i you know I hadn't seen a skiing video game before but they like fully realized it probably wasn't perfect probably didn't play incredible and i remember those things being broken very often Mm -hmm. but like they're swinging for the fences with that like what a wild thing to try and do Yeah. yeah yeah and and i feel like a lot of this experimentation is sort of just ended up in VR at this point, which, which makes sense to me, right? Like it's a lot cheaper to, you know, you can track a lot of movement and you can have these little controllers that kind of are a stand in for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I was very much appreciative of how much it seems like arcade game designers were pushing themselves really hard during this time. Mm -hmm.
1: little time of innovation yeah
0: definitely and like i didn't really realize that because i was you know fucking 10 i wasn't interrogating video game design at the time Mm -hmm. but i was just like oh damn that's a new fucking video game that thing looks sick yeah there's all
1: these video games and then there's the cabela's big game hunter that is unchanged it's like the alligator (laughs) of arcade games it's the perfect predator already and it's unchanged for millennia just
0: never stops i've god dude big buck, big buck hunter wasn't wasn't that one of our episode names big big buck, buck hunter? <laughs> sounds right but honestly
1: like do you think that it's some sort of like spy network that they all just use cabela's big buck hunter and like pizza parlors and arcades across the country to communicate with one each other because i know nobody's gonna play it like have you ever seen anybody <laughs> I, playing I, big buck hunter <laughs> i unfortunately enough have been known to partake whenever oh. i like when that's oh the... sorry anybody who plays so anybody who listens to like big buck hunter <laughs> your opinions are valid sorry big, big ability, buck hunter. your opinions are valid i apologize for
0: being a nasty boy but um you've played it i have played big buck hunter it didn't control very well if i remember correctly it's uh yeah i, I think we've made i think we made this joke the last time that it's just a money laundering scheme yeah that cr- crime bosses will come in and feed a million dollars into big buck hunter quarter by quarter
1: hey i just love these bucks
0: i gotta shoot the bucks i gotta put in a lot of money what there accent arm am i doing
1: i don't know i was trying for italian but
0: mm. didn't quite come across nailed it
1: nailed it F- failed it just uh, more like it
0: big buck big buck hunter is weird it's definitely a light game that you're right has not changed very much in since 20 you know 20 or 30 years or whatever and great white shark dude i wonder if there's a vr big buck hunter game
1: what even is cabela's is it like a gun brand is it hunting apparel
0: let's see Cab- cabela's oh boy it goes kind of deep david uh-oh what does this mean we were making a joke we were making a goof Cabela's is a subsidiary of Bass Pro Shops an American direct marketer and special retailer of outdoor recreation blah 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 blah.
1: funded by DARPA (laughs) sorry yeah no
0: (laughs) it's funded by the la la (laughs) la (laughs) la um cabela's mail ore catalogs are shipped to 50 states blah, blah blah it also has a trophy properties llc the gun library for buying and selling used and collectible firearms so it's uh it appears to be a gun shop sounds about right so it appear yeah it seems like actually big big buck hunter is not a joke <laughs> but it is actually sort of a thing hmm. cool they want you to play guns yeah dude do we have anything else to say about time crisis it's
1: a fun, silly game. Don't yes. think too much about it. It's it's just good old fashioned arcade fun. You had this game for PlayStation 2, didn't you? I did. I had the light gun. Yeah. For my for my console.
0: This was uh this was also sort of during a time when I feel like a lot of peripherals were becoming like a hot thing. Oh yeah. This was pre rock band, if I remember correctly. It was pre rock
1: band or guitar hero chase yeah. please. That was the first one. Yeah, true. But yeah, I had a lot of peripherals for my PlayStation too. I had that, the light gun. And I had the DDR pad, baby. Oh hell yeah. I dude. was stomping on that bad boy. <laughs> I didn't dance, I stomped.
0: Yeah, no. You gotta you gotta really make sure those plastic things get get hit. <laughs> God, dude, I can only imagine the fucking smell that I was producing in like the, the DDR days. Like this sweaty 12, 13-year-old kid going through puberty has no idea the I mean, sort of like body sort of upkeep
1: that is required we played that game a lot like during the summer in my parents house and it would get hot in that
0: room your boy also has sweaty feet sweaty feet just slapping the ddr pad (laughs) just sort Uh, of a a wet fish falling onto a tarp Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) are we going full circle back to foley now more foley work you say (laughs) um okay anything else to say about time crisis nope i'm good cool cool all right your turn oh okay everybody we're on
1: twitter yes um so go what's our handle it's uh at vg podtimism. just podtimism it's at podtimism not vg podtimism, VG podtimism is our email oh, if you get in contact that, with us there. there we go so we're at podtimism <laughs> on twitter at yes. vg
0: podtimism at gmail yeah just uh vg podtimism at, gmail.com. at that's, gmail.com that's our that's go. our thing
1: yeah. there you go uh, so yeah just talk to us tell us what you're podtimistic about this past week tell us about true uh how we could be more optimistic. We're always open to constructive criticism. And That's feedback, very true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Chase, Chase may reply. He may say something quite nice, uh, most assuredly something quite nice. And yeah. then maybe there'll be some undertones of something else th- as well.
0: Maybe some internet Foley work. Some internet- <laughs> Chase.
1: Maybe Chase will also send an attachment in that tweet Of his newest Foley creation with a caption.
0: Guess what this noise is. (laughs) I I need y'all to hear my demos, my mixtapes of Foley work.
1: (laughs) oh that'd be good
0: do i say anything else uh if you want to support the show you can review us review us
1: on apple podcasts leave us a five star if you want five star
0: or 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 don't or Or just review it and say hey here's this fucking show
1: that's true i shouldn't be asking for five stars i should be asking for your true unfiltered honest
0: opinions or if you want to be a corporate (laughs) optimism shill a five star We'll, (laughs) we'll pay you
1: we're paying people now
0: it's in dogecoin we'll Doge. pay you one dogecoin. dogecoin how much is one dogecoin uh, i think right now it's like like four four cents i think is what it <laughs> was. yeah it's not much but i will give you a dogecoin
1: i mean i laughed at bitcoin when it was four cents so yeah look who's laughing now not
0: me it's it's uh, not me either i i tossed 100 <laughs> bucks in the dogecoin pit the other day and came out with 90 so it's not not a great investment <laughs> did you really <laughs> yeah i was like ah oh, this looks cool why dogecoin i don't know it was going up the other day i mm-hmm. thought i was a fucking wall street boy nah, no dude you gotta buy gme no. amc yep. I, I, do, can i just go to gamestop and buy a video game will they, will that increase my money no <laughs> we'll
1: do the opposite yeah, <laughs> and true. you won't be able to stick it to the wall street hedge funds that way jace come on
0: i i'm doing a personal form of protest where i just buy video games from gamestop and that's how i stick it to, to big big buck hunter <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: wall street is big big buck hunter
0: (laughs) how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go (laughs) follow the light gun video games (laughs) did we do everything i
1: believe so unless you have some video game wisdom chase
0: i'll pull it together um okay video games may ask you to shoot time crisis may ask you to shoot but when you play these games ask yourself isn't katamari damasi a better game than this don't I just want to roll up a ball? Why didn't Amco make a big, big ball in the arcade and let me do that instead?
1: It's like the reverse hamster ball. Yes. So instead of yeah. being inside of it, you're outside of it, just pushing it.
0: My God, can you imagine if they made an arcade version of Katamari Damasi? There there be so many shoulder
1: injuries and wrist injuries? <laughs> so many people would hurt themselves, especially if it got like more
0: resistive, the more stuff you like pick up. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm here I'm here for it, man. I'm here <laughs> for it. I'll, I'll go throw myself in the fucking Katamari Damasi injury machine. That'll be
1: interesting. It'd be an interesting <laughs> one. It's like a car hits you and the, like the whole thing just like comes at you and like knocks you back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nah na 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 break your freaking wrist. <laughs> That
1: was also a fever dream on the other end of the fever dream spectrum from Bloodborne.
0: (laughs) A nice fever dream. Bloodborne's a fever nightmare. Do you think the two are connected canonically? I mean. That once uh, the prince rolls up all of the universe, it creates the hunter's dream. So you need all that energy to create the hunter's dream. The amygdalas are actually just old princes.
1: Oh, amygdala. You defeated lord amygdala. (laughs) That's all I got.
0: That's all I got. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) See ya.